welcome to Above Love. Above Love? Yeah. Okay. That's Mommy and Daddy's podcast? Uh, yeah. Okay. We love you. I love you. You love me too? Welcome to Above Love. This is uh, the seventh episode. Uh, I'm your co-host, Cody Langston. And I'm your co-host, Jasmine Langston. And we're here for another episode. Uh, Might be about a day late or something like that. Um, I blame that on Jasmine. Why are you blaming on me? I mean, because, you know, when all else fails, you have to blame the wife. Whatever, we had a very eventful Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, we had some friends invite us over, and uh, we had the kids playing on the trampoline, water balloons, all of that, and um, I was on the pit the whole time, sweating my ass off, while Jasmine was relaxing in the shade, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, Typical Mm -hmm. Jasmine, after she seasoned the food for um, her husband while he took a nap. Before he got on the grill. It wasn't my nap. I don't get any credit. It wasn't my nap. It was the nap with our son. Yes, but JR can nap by himself. No, he can't nap completely unless dad's laying right there by him. That's when he gets his best. Ask him. That's when he gets his best sleep. But one good thing um, we were able to witness on Saturday, um, JR swimming. Yeah, that was actually... uh, quite interesting I didn't really think he got too much from um, the swim lessons that we've had but apparently he retained quite a bit yes a lot and it was just beautiful watching him take all that he learned last summer because last summer he wasn't swimming like that and to take all that and still remember it for this summer and the first time he went out this year he's Ready to get out there and start, you know, swimming like a fish. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was It was good. It was good. Um, I really don't know if I want to put him back in the same swim lessons that we had him in because it just, it seemed like he got to a point to where he was stagnant. Well, no, I think they if they know where he's at, they'll work with him on his level. They just didn't know that he was ready for that because they were just having all the kids on the same level, but the one that we are at is pretty good because one parent told me that um, they do teach where the child is at. So he would be going to a more advanced class because there was different types of classes. Yeah, um, I would hope so. I would hope so. Because he was just in the beginner class. Right, but he was in there for like, what, three, four months? And I really didn't see any progression during that time but I mean if you did then maybe we'll consider it again but uh, let's go ahead and dive into our um, our first topic which is who to take relationship advice from that's a topic that you brought to my attention and um, I'll let you go ahead and lead off with that well, I know a lot of people like to take take advice from people that they can relate most to. And I think, in my opinion, I believe that's really not the best way all the time. Because if you have a best friend, for an example, that is going through in a very abusive relationship or or not so good relationship and you're also not going you're also not doing well in your relationship you are more likely to lean towards that person for support because both of you guys are going through a similar situation but at the end of the day that person can't even offer you any sound advice because they haven't figured out their situation yet if that makes sense yeah Yes and no, um, because I, I've questioned you on this several times before. What about all these people going to um, Ayana Van Zandt or however you uh, pronounce her name to help them fix their life and 
she hasn't necessarily progressed enough in her situation to be able to be justified in giving her um, advice. How do you justify it? But see, that? what you're wrong with Ayala is that you don't you don't understand people's backstory. You just see someone on TV and you just automatically... Because at first you didn't like her because you thought that she was just out for money. But Ayala has actually been through a lot of things. You know, she's been through a bad a marriage, a bad marriage. So she understood and she did the work and she understood why that marriage was bad. She's also been through um, losing a child. She's been through a lot. So she takes her life lessons and apply it to people. And then Ayala is very a, is a kind of a bad example because she has a, a gift. And sometimes when you have a gift, especially a spiritual gift, <clears throat> you really don't have to have um, real life experience. It's just a God-given talent to be able to reach out to people. So how do so you? That's a big difference. No, because how do you know if that friend that's going through the same difficult situation might not have a gift as well and might not be able to shed some light into your situation? Well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. When I first made the statement, I said, "At um, there are times when that may not be the best situation." I'm not saying all the time. Well, so okay, how can we? realize whether it's a time to where you can listen to advice from somebody that might not seem as stable in their relationship versus somebody that obviously is in a stable relationship and not necessarily even about um stability um for example say if um you're facing an infidelity situation with your spouse and you go to a friend that may be going through some things with their spouse but maybe not particularly infidelity and they tell you well, oh girl i'll leave him i couldn't do that number one is easy it's easy as heck to say what you would have could have should have done versus actually doing it when reality hits so you know if you are going through an infidelity issue you need to talk to people who actually experienced that infidelity whether they decided to stay or they um left and, you know and tr- and kind of get an insight from um that because they actually have experience they actually dealt with it because when you deal with people that haven't dealt with something you're going to get a very obscure um uh, what's the word I'm trying to say kind of obscure um obscure a biased or unbiased uh obscure yeah obscure view um i can I, I don't i don't understand exactly what you're saying because you're saying okay if the person has a spiritual gift then you can just omit the fact that they haven't gone through your current situation but most people that have the spiritual gift like Ayala Vincent she has been through something it's yeah, not, I mean, but I mean, it's not like she's lived a perfect life or hadn't really experienced some very detrimental things. And she's speaking on you and telling you what you need to do. Do the reason why she's speaking is because she's been through things and she's actually done the work. So that's a big difference. Like she's actually done the work to get herself past her experience. So she's helping other people do the work. And based on what you've gone through, I'm not judging what you've gone through, but based on what you're going through. You need to do X, Y, and Z in order to get past that because I know a bit about that because I've dealt with that. But you haven't dealt with that exact issue. So it could be different ways to approach certain issues and certain things. And what worked for you in a certain situation might not work but for she's someone not else necessarily, in another. But you have to understand that she's not necessarily placing what she necessarily has done on, on them. Well, how is she able to relate then? I mean, you're making this very difficult than it has to be. What I'm saying is just like, okay, um, I'm trying to think of a example for you to relate to. I mean, because I really don't, I, I don't see the correlation. I don't see how we're actually saying who you can actually take advice from. Because we're saying there is exceptions. And well, now I'm trying I mean, to... To, the bottom line is that you have to be wise about who you take um, counsel from, Right. You can't take guidance from everybody, right? 
true. And you definitely don't want if you know if you have a friend that's in an abusive relationship and they're not getting out of it, and you're in an abusive relationship, you know it's easy for you to flock to them because both of y'all are going through the same thing. But that person can't help you because they don't know how to help themselves. And at the end of the day, that's my bottom line: is that someone can't help you if they don't know how to help themselves, and someone can't help you if. They have never um, experienced stuff themselves. Because sometimes people can tell you things that they wouldn't even do themselves. And if you're not, if we, how can I tell you you need to leave your husband when if I'm placed in that same situation, I'm unwilling to leave mine? How is that sound advice? So the topic really shouldn't have just, just been who to take advice from. The topic should have been be wise in who you take advice from, because whenever you said you wanted that to be the topic, I I thought it was going to be you saying, OK, this person would be an ideal candidate to solicit no, advice. That's just from. how you interpret. What that's I what I'm said. saying. I'm saying, yes, who you take advice from. You want to take advice from somebody. You want to be wise about who you take advice from. That's it's nothing else to play in. And I'm not saying a, sp- a specific person. Like Ayala Vanson or a specific friend, I'm just saying when you do give it, try to reach out for advice, you need to be careful who you receive it from. And when someone does, because some a lot of times people give unsolicited advice, you just need to be able to um, not always be on the on the offense or be defensive. I guess I should say um, you shouldn't always be defensive, but actually, you know taking things where what will help you and and take away the things that won't help you i mean i I understand what you're saying now but that's not the way i envision this conversation going from the way you wanted to um title it that's that was just me being a little bit more um literal i guess but i mean i I see what you're saying I, i can agree with that but it's it's not always as cut and dry as to should I be taking advice from this person because they might have some things in their life that you don't agree with, but that doesn't mean that they're not um, reliable in the information that they might be able to uh, give you about your current situation. So you you just have to evaluate that person all the way around, I guess. I mean, think about with kids. If you know of somebody that had unruly kids, right, and you brought your kid over and your kid um, did something, they they didn't listen to you, but it's not as bad as the person's kids that you've known that you know of right but then they try to tell you well maybe you should start doing this for for jr and you know maybe you should um stop and talk to him but they don't stop and talk to their kids and you've witnessed that right so in that situation how can someone tell you that that's someone giving advice that's not even willing to take it themselves so how can they even give sound advice and this goes for people who do get that kind of advice you know, before you speak up and give advice, you know, do you even follow the things that you say yourself? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a key uh, point that you just made as well. Yeah, I didn't even view it from a um, parental aspect. But, yeah, you definitely get unsolicited advice as a parent um, on how you should, you know, uh, treat your kid or punish your kid or raise your kid, rear your kid or, you know, all of that. And a lot of times it can come from an unreliable source. And um, you, you're reluctant to actually take that advice because, you you know, you, you look at you and your situ- look at your relationship with your kid, you know, and, you know, you can kind of view it from that. But, yeah, I do see you need to get a uh, kind of holistic view on that person to see if they should even be giving you advice and if sh- you should even be taking it serious. Right. And sometimes and don't always take things personal, too, when people try to give you advice, because sometimes People don't have control of their lives, so they try to control others. And it's not really about you. It's just about their own insecurities. Yeah. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Uh, With that being said, I think we can go ahead and move on to the next topic. Um, Last week, DJ Envy screenshot a conversation between he and his wife, and they were playing around. She said it was an emergency, and he asked what was going on, and she replied with, they're out of, like, yogurt-flavored fruit snacks or something like that, and he called his wife a bitch. He said, bitch, don't play with me like that, and so 
Uh, and then he said he already ordered them or something like that. And so she put up like some little funny emojis or whatever. So, of course, she took it lightheartedly as, you know, I guess they typically do um, whenever he calls her a bitch. But a lot of people on social media had a lot to say uh, negative about that. You know, why? Why would you call your wife a bitch? And, you know, things like that. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this. He set himself up for that by screenshotting the, the conversation. You know, he probably thought it was just funny, which to them it is. It was a joke. But what do you have to say about that? Um, first of all, what I um, it kind of goes into taking advice from other people. People on social media just went crazy and maybe because they are now public figures. But um, at the end of the day. Um, before you start judging something, you need to understand the background story, the history. DJ Envy and his wife, if you listen to their podcast or if you know anything about them, they've been together since high school. They've been, get, they've been together for a long time and they have, what, five or six kids together? And, um, you know, their families are very close and everything. So they're like brother and sister, but relationship-wise. That's the kind of closeness that they have. And not everybody develops that kind of closeness with their significant other to be able to joke around and play like that. And at the end of the day, for me, if it doesn't, if she doesn't take offense to that, then why do we care? And number two, um, you know, people have different sense of humor. People joke around that may not be acceptable to you and yours but to somebody else they may it may be okay to them they they may not take it as an offense she may realize and see that um that she's known him for a long time that he's just joking there's no disrespect and like i was telling my husband there's time where you know we're giving each other a middle finger and and, and to tell the truth most of the time we wholeheartedly mean it, but not in a disrespectful, hurtful way. But we're, we're like it's like it's hard to explain because it's like we're playing with each other, but we're but we're for real with each other. And I take no offense to it because I know my husband loves me. I know my husband has never disrespected me in any kind of way, and it's just us playing around. Like if if he hasn't done his his chores for the week, and I see him washing dishes. Oh, and I say, oh, about by the time you wash those dishes, he'll throw me the middle finger. And guess what? At the end of the day, he really means it. Yes, because I'm a grown man and I don't get chores. It's just things that need to be done in the house. Right, and I take, I not just laugh it off and go about my business because I know he's just playing. I know he means it, and he's just playing. Or when he comes in here and he makes a comment about about me, you know, um about something oh well by the time you um switched up those shoes you know he's gonna get the middle finger and um but we're just playing but someone else on the outside can come in our relationship and judge us um based on that oh wow they do that to each other i can't believe it and it's like i take no offense to it i don't see any disrespect about it that's just how we play play around with each other and is there's no disrespect there. And my husband and I, we've been together since we were kids. You got to think about that. Since we were kids in our relationship, we are like um, Velcro. Like where he goes, I go and vice versa. So it's like we have this close connection in our relationship is, I mean, I hate to say brother and sister because it's just a horrible analogy. But we have that type of bond to where we can play and joke around like that and um even say i hate you you know but just be playing and no one's gonna take offense to it um so i think that sometimes we just want to jump on people because we don't understand it and it's very important to understand the history and background of a relationship before you comment on what someone should do or say or treat their spouse well as long as we've been together, I still can't call you bitch and get away with it. Well, I mean, we never, I don't know, we, it, maybe for them and their 
culture environment that they've been around that may be okay for them but um I see I wouldn't from- I wouldn't want it documented to where you know, little man might be able to see it one day and then think it's just cool to say that to any just random friend because he's just quote unquote playing. But what if he just does it through text messages? We don't know if he does it out loud. Yes, we do. We've heard it on the podcast. I know I've heard it on the podcast several but his, times. But their kids are not around. Their podcast is a they their kids listen to the pod, their podcast. Yeah, but I've never heard him call her that while the kids are there. I've heard him call her that on the podcast. And their kids are listen the to room. their kids listen back to the podcast is what I'm saying. Do you know that for sure? Yes, they've definitely said, "Oh, I don't know if she's gonna listen to this one, but she listened to the last one or whatever." They they've mentioned that before. So yes, it's definitely information that they do have access to. It's just a matter of whether or not they listen to the right episodes. But maybe. at the end of the day, they birth those children, and if they're okay with that, and you know, sometimes we don't understand the things that we do um, towards each other that our kids are looking at, and they can mimic. And we may, because um, you know, they may think, well, they know we're just playing, but they don't know the effect that a child, their child, especially. The boys that they're raising, I don't know how many boys they have. Maybe they had just have one boy. No, they I can't got remember. at least two uh, boys, maybe two? three. Two well, or three. Can't, I can't remember. They got like six kids. But they may not know that sometimes kids could take that and um, go negative with it. Because even though, you know, we may give each other the middle finger, we never do it around JR. No, because I don't need him picking up that kind of habit. So that's why I don't do, I wouldn't do it around him, period. And so that's what I'm saying. That's probably. Um, one of the only issues that I would have with it, but you know, they didn't ask me for relationship advice, so I wouldn't be saying it directly to them. It's just a topic that I thought was interesting, um, for last week. Like I said, I don't think I could ever get away with saying that. Um, I mean, I might've said it when I was mad to in your a friend, head, in my head and to a friend of mine, when I'm talking about a situation, <laughs> they had a couple of funny skits. Um, it was back when Vine was real popular and uh, it was one comedian, I can't remember his name, but he was talking to his friends, and they were, you know how you tell your friends a situation and how it's totally different from the situation, how, how the situation actually transpired? He was telling his friend what happened between him and his girl, and uh, he started out like, yeah, I was doing this, and uh, da-da-da-da happened, and then she pissed me off, and I was like, bitch, and then he had to look around the corner to make sure his girl wasn't looking, because of course, that's not how the situation transpired whenever they actually show how it actually happened, and so it's just kind of exaggerated, but it shows how he would say it in a certain setting and won't ever say it, you know, to the girl. That's, I could see if I, I probably did that one or two times before, but not anything I'm proud of, but I, if I'm pissed and I'm talking to my partners about whatever she done did, then I, it, it might happen. It I might really happen. can't see you saying that even to your partner, maybe in your head, uh, but not to your partners. Yeah, like, I'm... I can't remember an instance where I actually did, but I'm not going to say that I never have because I've never been one to actually uh, call women bitches. I probably call more dudes bitches than anything because more dudes are bitches than I see women these days anyway. But, um, yeah, I, I, didn't, I don't ever really talk like that, man. It, I mean, when I used to rap, I used to say it every now and again, but it wasn't referring to, but I it wasn't referring it, to I, women. But I guess it all depends on how you see the word because everyone sees the words differently. Yeah, you know, just like we give each other a middle finger. I don't really see that as a, a disrespect because we never really did it do it in a disrespectful way. I mean, but that someone, is a disrespectful way. You're so, meaning you're meaning f you when you do that. But like more playfully, like that's what I'm saying. It's kind of hard to describe because it's like playfully when you do it. It's not like oh my feelings are hurt. Oh, I can't believe my husband put his middle finger up. You know, I'm putting my middle finger up too. Like we playing, but we for real. But we playing at the same time. But it's no disrespect. You know, it's not. In a disrespectful way. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. It's kind of hard to explain because you're contradicting yourself by saying you don't mean. You're saying you don't mean it, but you do mean it. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's difficult to explain. I mean, it's hard to explain, yeah, because it's not like how you would shoot a bird at somebody that cuts you off because you mean it in a disrespectful way. You mean it to piss them off, but like when you do it, you don't do it to to piss me off. You do it to show your particular emotions at the same time, but we're just playing with each other. It's and just different because we have that, that because it's out of love. It's still out of pure love. Well, and for the record, you're the only one in the relationship with road rage that actually does throw random middle fingers I off the throw, people. I don't do that. Well, when I'm talking to you and you're on the way home 
and you are you have extreme road rage. Yeah, I talk in my car with my windows up. Yeah, from a throw, safe place, but I can I don't see you. Throw middle fingers up. No, I don't do that. I can see you. People in Texas are killing people over road rage, so I'm not throwing middle fingers up at nobody. And plus, I'm a Christian woman, so I don't do stuff like that. <laughs> so what does that mean? I don't do stuff like that. <laughs> what would Jesus do? I, he wouldn't do half the stuff that you do. That's for sure. Yeah, I may talk junk in my private vehicle with my windows up. I can talk all the crap I want to talk. You think Jesus talked junk? He probably did. So you we don't ju- know what he, so he talked. Also oh, now, so now, you now know he his was sense of humor though, right? Yeah, that's humor, okay. not anger. Humor and anger is two different things. We don't know. Humor and anger is two different things. If you're saying Jesus was just walking around flipping birds, then that's that's you. <laughs> I didn't say he was flipping birds now. Yes, you just did. You basically said he was flipping random birds because he I was angry. I didn't say that. That's, that's what I got from it. Maybe okay. I have to listen you, back. You need to clean your ears out. It sounded like you said Jesus was probably flipping birds. Okay, wow. Right. That's what it sounded like to me. You take that up with him, Christian woman. But uh, we can move on to the next exit. Uh, exit. The next exit segment, same difference. Uh, uh I wouldn't have used that term. I like exit better. Or I'll just say next uh, topic. The next topic is, this is another one of yours. If you see a friend cheating on their spouse, do you tell? Now, before you get into it, because I want to hear what you have to say first on the subject, are you talking somebody that's just dating or are you speaking on... I'm like, speaking all around. Spouse, significant other. Um, I actually experienced this in college. And I felt um, this person was really in love with this... With this with her boyfriend. She was like extremely in love. And we were really cool. We were all cool, actually. And um, I had heard that... He was doing something behind her back. So I was faced with a little bit of a dilemma, whether to tell her or whether not to tell her. But I knew that she already had previously had relationship problems with him. And when I always try to give her um, sound advice, she never really listened to me anyway. And then also, I've witnessed uh, someone in my family um, get severely beaten by their boyfriend and like severely beaten and within the week the end of the week they were back with that person so and like we got all our I got all my emotions all riled up and high just for that person just to go back with that just for that person to go back with you know the abusive significant other um so I learned then and then even in a situation when Um, Way back when with my friend, I learned to not get involved in other people's relationship. And I always wondered, you know, whether that was the right decision to make or not. But I know for I know that I've seen friends um, in friendships because someone felt obligated to tell them something about their significant other or spouse. And it didn't end up too well. You know, sometimes people... People are going to do whatever they want to do in their relationships, period. And I feel like a lot of times these people already know what's going on. And they don't want anyone to else to know about it. So you come in and telling them, they can take it the complete wrong way. And to be honest, I'd rather just stay out of other people's business because you can get involved in that. And then you'd be looked at as the bad person. Um, I think the only way that I would tell some tell someone is if I was super duper close with that person. Like that person know me in and out, know that I wouldn't come to them and tell them anything um, wrong or anything false. Um, but other than that, like I, I think I would pretty much stay out of someone's relationship. And even if I did tell somebody and they didn't want to take action or they didn't want to believe me. I probably would never tell them again anything else. Um, this is a difficult topic for me. You really don't want to, like you said, get in between somebody else's relationship because I think about nine times out of ten, the spouse 
girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, they kind of know what's going on, especially if that spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend was sloppy enough, you know, to um, get caught by you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so if they're that sloppy with you, then you know the spouse or the girlfriend or boyfriend is actually, you know, a little bit more um, aware of what's going on in their relationship, you would think. Um, so I usually steer clear of things like that because it has nothing to do with me. Um, I've definitely experienced it a couple of times. And I guess the, couple, the, the few times that I experienced it uh, most often... It was it was uh, reciprocated. Both of them were basically sneaking around cheating on themselves. I mean, cheating on each other. And at that point, you know, I'm definitely not going to say anything about that because that's just like a little bit too messy because then you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what's going to. Um, and, and then also there's situations where someone may someone may be cheating. And you catch them and they later on decide, hey, I made a mistake. And they decide from there on they're never going to do it again. And they go on and they treat their spouse or significant other with respect. And they never, ever do it again. They feel bad they made a mistake. And who knows? And they may vow to never tell their significant other or spouse about the situation. And who knows if you actually bring it up, how that affect their relationship? You know? If you... Yeah, I mean, those times are probably just best because you might have just uh, caught, you could have caught them at the, the end of like the affair or whatever. Um, and then they finally realize what's going on. And if you say something right then, you like you said, it could be a point to where they uh, vow not to ever do it again. And then they don't do it again. I know I was watching, um, what was it, what was it called? 13 Reasons. And that was where this girl committed suicide. And she um she had her parents uh feeling like it was their fault and everybody was going through whose fault it was and stuff like that and so it turns out her she actually saw her dad cheating on her mom and so she jumped in and approached him and said uh you know he had to tell the mom or she was going to and you know he vowed to you know end the relationship and everything but he also had to tell his wife and so that relationship went all the way downhill. Um, and of course, like six months later, you know, the girl ended up killing herself and stuff. And so they, he feels like it's definitely his fault from that, uh, from him getting caught cheating or whatever. But if he would have, um, if he wouldn't have been, he could have been at the point where he was about to break up with the lady anyway, which he said, but there's no way to prove that. You know what I'm saying? And so that kind of ruined them because they ended up getting a divorce and uh, everything, especially after the um, the kid uh, committed suicide or whatever. Um, and if he had never, you know, mentioned to the wife that he had cheated, they might still be together and be going through, you know, grieving their um, daughter uh, together. But instead, the um, mom was doing the most grief. I mean, the dad showed up for a couple of court dates because they tried to sue the school system for, you know, not recognizing that she was suicidal. And he didn't show up for a lot of court dates and stuff. And so it just, it was extremely one-sided. Like he shared some of the, he felt like he shared some of the blame, but you know, he went back to the the lady that he was cheating on or cheating with. And so he wasn't really a part of it. So you never know how that situation would have ended if, you know, he, either he wouldn't have got caught cheating or, you know, if the um, daughter wouldn't have gave him that ultimatum, or we don't know if that was his last time seeing that uh, lady, you know, right, it could have, it could have right. been experimental he said he was dating her off and on for like a month i think something like that but um yeah he could have realized okay that's not what he wanted and then everything else could have you know turned out uh better but you'll never know and to be honest trying to be a good friend telling someone about their relationship is the quickest way to lose a friend because not everybody is ready to receive that kind of information and that's another thing if you have a friend that's actually cheating on uh, their spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend, do you go to them without having the ocular proof, like pictures? You know what I'm saying? I remember you always just say that. Do you have the ocular proof? Yeah, because you got to have you got to have the proof to actually see. You can say, oh, such and such was cheating. And what do you mean it was cheating? Oh, I saw him with da-da-da-da-da. And if you, 
you know, it could have really been somebody else. Of course, the guy going to say, you know, that wasn't me or even the girl might and say that's, that that's wasn't that's me. That's another point that I was thinking about. Even if I if I did go and tell someone, I would I would only tell tell them if say I say because I have a routine, you know, um, I go to work. You know, I may eat out at certain places. I go to the gym. You know, I go to certain places. And if I've never seen this person in these places out of the five years of me going to these places, and all of a sudden this person starts showing up with this other person, then I might have to tell something. But that will let me know for sure. But, yeah, if I saw one encounter, um... I probably wouldn't because you don't know what kind of situation that was. I mean, it could have been a friendly thing or not. So if you see your friend's uh, boyfriend at the gym all up on some girl grabbing her booty, slapping her booty and everything like that, you're just going to say this is just a one-time thing? Are you going to assume it's just a one-time thing? No. I mean, it's. I'm not going to lie. It's very hard, difficult because even if I did shoot the video and pictures and send it to someone you don't know how that person first of all the person gonna be hurt if they had no clue that it was going on or embarrassed that they did know it was going on and now somebody else that they know close knows that it's going on and they may take that those ocular proofs as sign of disrespect and see my theory is it's a lot easier well i'm thinking it's a lot easier for women to forgive um, a boyfriend or a husband for cheating if nobody else knows about it but them three, the person she cheated on with, he cheated on with, and them. Because yeah. then, you know, it's not as, you don't really have the public humiliation factor right. there. So, you know, if she would have found out on her own and verified it and everything, she, you know, it, it has a, a greater chance of working out. But, you know, if you know for a fact that your close friend that you've been friends with for a long time, that... Y'all have intertwining friend uh, friendships, you know, extending beyond just you all. You know, you know her other friends, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. So y'all going to be around each other a lot. That's going to be an awkward situation. And, you know, it, it'll make you it can make you a, a lot more reluctant to um to actually um forgive, you know, your boyfriend or your spouse. And I mean, it's hard to like think about it. And we're not even talking about just cheating. It's hard to when say you have a friend that first meet somebody and they're dating someone and they may ask you what's your opinion about them and maybe you're not feeling that person. That person's giving you a weird kind of vibe or whatever and you try to give that, you know, you try to be honest with that person and they don't want to, they don't want to hear it. A lot of people don't want to hear anything negative about something that they felt like they chosen. I'm bad about that, man. I know whenever like my friends are bring somebody around and they ask me what I think. My uh, my go to reaction is like, yeah, you know, she's cool. You know, that's that's it. I don't do too much. I don't do too little because I'd rather get to know them a little bit more before I formulate a, an official opinion of them. Because I might regret, you know, um, saying, nah, this ain't for you. And then they end up being together for five years or something like that. And I'm like, dang, you know, they they really worked out and they really ended up being a good couple. And I feel bad that I was saying, you know, bad things about her because I'm probably cool with her at this point. Yeah. So it's 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 difficult for me to just give an opinion on somebody else's relationship. I just I try to let it be them. Um, if they come to me for advice outside of what do you think, you know, initially, um, I can give some pretty sound advice from my opinion or my perspective. But that's only if it's solicited because I don't I don't throw in uh, unsolicited um, opinions out to uh, like my friends about their spouses. It's just something I don't feel comfortable doing. Um, well, I think I think what you really do need to ask yourself is if you do have information. Every time you have information or you open, anytime you open your mouth, to be honest, you have to stop and think, how is this information going to be helpful? Am I ready to, am I ready to deal with, how do you want it to be handled? I mean, you tell someone someone's cheating on them how you know you kind of have an expectation in the back of your mind how that situation should be handled so what if it's not handled in the manner that you think it should be handled then you know you're going to be emotionally involved you know are you willing to accept that your friend may dismiss what you say and still be with this person and then you're going to have animosity towards 
um, the whole relationship. You're not going to be able to hang around them. You know, you, it's, it's, it, it just, I guess it just creates and festers more than what it really actually hopes. Yeah. Yeah. You got to think about all that, man. Cause it's, it's just such a, it's such a, um, a crucial thing not to just be overly vocal. Um, I really don't feel like you should be overly vocal in those type of situations because sometimes you just have to let people live their lives and make their own decisions and come to their own conclusions. Right. Unless it's like detrimental to them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like if Unless but, it's like they're going to they're going to die, if you know, some information that this person is going to hurt and harm this person. But even in an abusive situation, when people are in abusive situations, they don't leave. And that's very hard and frustration, frustrated to be in, um, to be a, a, a friend or a family member that has to deal with another friend or family member in an abusive relationship, and that person refuses to leave that relationship. Yeah, but I mean, you can't make you can't make that decision for them, and so that's why it's it's best not to get so emotionally involved. Uh, that might sound a little selfish. But, I mean, if they're not going to, you don't know for a fact whether or not they're going to leave that situation. Whether or not you even saying something, that can make it worse. Right. And so you don't, you don't really know that. Those are um, fragile situations that you really don't want to be tampering with. And the bottom line, you can't care more than that person is willing to care. Yeah, and that's what teachers also say. You, you know, they, they can't care more for a student's grades then they actually care, you know, for themselves. And so that, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, it's just easier said than done a lot of times. Yeah. But, I mean, you have to do your best to um, choose whether or not you think it's worth it. I mean, I mean, definitely if, if you feel it's like a life or death situation, you know, speak up. But um, other than that, I mean, in this ways you can speak up without just saying, oh, I know he, you know, I know he's beating you. Or I know she's hitting you. You can um, just, you know, ask um, more about, you know, their their safety as far as like if you see bruises and stuff and stuff like that, you can kind of bring it up casually and see whether the stories line up because then, you know, the next bruise, they might say something, you know, off the wall. And then so you can kind of slyly let them know that you don't see the two excuses aligning with each other or something like that. And then. They might feel a certain type of way and want to uh, disclose something to you, and they, they might not. But you, it's different ways you can try without being, you know, um, intruding, um, is what I'm saying. But yeah, that's a uh, that's a touchy, touchy topic. It's tough. Yeah, it's a tough one. That's a tough one. But let's um let's move on to the last one we have. Uh, it's one that I came up with. Uh, do you listen to your spouse? if they want you to drop a friend and I came up with that one and I'm out. I, I do not want it to be limited to just spouse. It could be boyfriend or girlfriend as well. But, um, I'll let you start off. Um, I don't know. That's very, um, vague, open-ended question because it depends on the reason why you want me to drop my friend. Because I'm the type of person that, you know, you're just not going to tell me what, I, what I'm going to do and what I can't do, you know. So if you just want me to drop my friend because, oh, you're hanging around that person too much because you're just jealous. I mean, if it's a selfish reason why you want me to drop my friend, then you're just going to have to deal with it. If you want to be with me, this is my friend, get over it. You know, and I will have the same respect for you. But if my friend was toxic... And, or, you know, or I guess that's the only way to put it, really. If the friend was toxic or the friend was uh, flirting with you or being in an inappropriate manner, you know, that's a whole different situation. Of course, I'll drop that person in a heartbeat. But if, you mean if I'm, if I'm making you aware that your friend is flirting with me, yes. then you'll drop them? Or are you just... I mean, if it's a... If the, my friend is being... is my If my friend is very toxic towards me, and I may not realize that or see it, or if they're being flirty or disrespectful, you know, it has to be some type of reason. I'm not going to just drop a friend because my husband said so. 
without any reason. Would you drop a friend? If I say, hey, I don't want you to talk to Franz anymore, you're going to ask me why. And I better come up with a damn good reason why you shouldn't be with Franz. You're not going to just do it because, oh, I just feel like y'all getting too close. Nah. I, exactly. I, I, I definitely. But you, that's that's a little different, though, man. You can't just throw him out there like no, that. No, but that's one of your good friends, though. So would you just go... And that's a good example because that's one of your really, really good friends that's like family. But if I felt a certain way, like if I was getting jealous, oh, you talk to him too much. You don't need to be around him. First of all, you need to go get therapy because you got some insecurities that I can't help you with. Because this, my friend, if it's not a very, if it's not a bad situation, like, hey, this person's been flirting with me, me, or this person's toxic to you. You know, you just want me to drop this person due to selfish, insecurity reasons. I ain't got time for it. Yeah, I guess I guess I can, I can see that justification. I do and can remember. Um, uh, well, I, I don't even know if I can call him a friend, but it was a a guy that was um, around me whenever I wasn't um, I wasn't living my life to the best potential. I guess I was partaking and doing things that I, you know, don't really, shouldn't have been doing. And um, they were only around for times that was, you know. uh, When you were doing bad. When I was doing bad, yeah, yeah, because I don't want to incriminate myself on the podcast. But, uh, yeah, and so, you know, you let me know that you had a bad vibe about them. And, um, it's it yeah, that kind of resonated with me because, I had also had friends, um, well, not even, I, I hate saying the, you know, the term friend, but people that were around me when I was doing certain things and, um, yeah, they, uh, were, you know, kind of were conspiring to do something, you know, um, uh, to me, um, around that time, uh, negatively. And, uh, yeah, I had to drop that, uh, friend, you know, and I did that, that was prior to you, but yeah, when you came in and you told me about this one person, and, um, you know, I kind of realized, I was like, yeah, you know, they kind of do encourage me to do, you know, things that, you know, I shouldn't have been doing. And so I had to, I had to, I didn't necessarily just cut them completely off, but I, I stopped uh, engaging in, you know, whatever activities I was engaging in at that time. And so whenever I saw that, you know, they realized that I wasn't really, you know, um, doing those kind of things anymore then they kind of back, they, you know, they kind of eliminated themselves from the situation, which I think was a great way to handle it. But that was you. You didn't tell me I need to cut this person off. Um, you just, you know, you know, you let it you let it be known that you felt a certain way. And so I listened to that, but I actually kind of did my own little experiment with it. You know what I'm saying? Just to make sure it wasn't just you, you know, talking greasy on this cat. And it it wasn't that it, it wasn't that at all. That person really was just there for, you know, the negative stuff that I was doing. I mean, but anytime that you come to your spouse about anything, you want it to be out of love and concern. You don't really want it to be out of just, you know, your own selfish reasons and and purposes. You want it to be, um, because there is a difference between telling someone not to uh, be friends with someone because you feel that they're in harm's way. There's a toxic toxic situation. There's a disrespectful situation. There's a bound, crossing boundary situation going on versus you just telling your spouse not to have friends because you think they're getting too close and you want to establish some type of control because that's the difference between love and abuse. So if I came to you and said, hey, you should talk to this person, I would want you to say why, and I would want you to make that decision based on the information that I give to you as why. Because at the end of the day, yes, I'm your spouse, and I love you, and I care for you, but I'm not your mom, I'm not your dad, and I don't run your life. And I wouldn't want you running mine. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. And, yeah, that was a um, that's what kind of led me to... Uh, put that as a topic on there because I did remember that uh, incident from way, way back in the day. Um, and I thought it was a, a good question to ask and kind of see if um, 
anybody else had been through, you know, a situation like that to where they ended up weaving somebody out of there. And I mean, it, some people will do, some people say, well, if my spouse don't want me to do it, whether they have a good reason or not to, I'm just not going to do it because that's my spouse. But, you know, you always need to go through life. You do what you want to do, but you always need to go through life with a logic head on your shoulders, no matter who you're with. Because you can get rid of people for no reason, and then what if your husband or your significant other go? Then what? You know, then you've lost out on friendship. You shouldn't have to lose who you are to be with somebody. That's just my opinion, you know. So you have to be aware of that, too. Um, so if this person is not coming to you out of love and out of concern, they're just coming to you purely out of just selfishness, or just want to control you, you know, it's up to you. You do what you, you got to do. But any kind of relationship in that kind of sense is not healthy, in my opinion. Yeah, I can uh, definitely agree with that. Um, Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about this podcast? No, you didn't, talk, you didn't want to talk about the Roseanne thing. No, nah, I don't want to talk about the Roseanne thing. I'm, I'm, I'm through with all that kind of stuff. Um, that is what it is. You, I mean, you can talk about it if you want to. No, if you don't want to talk about it. No, you. I mean, you can. You can I say mean, whatever you. Side of conversation. I mean, didn't really have nothing significant to say. I definitely don't have anything significant to say. I mean, people are continuously showing us who they are. So at some point, we have to actually believe them. Right. So that, I mean, that's all I have to say about In the that. Wise words of Maya Angelou: People show you who they are. Believe him. I thought I was the one who said that. Really? I mean, I did just say that, and you said right. But my Angela said that. But you didn't have to just discredit my quote to give it Everybody, to my Angela. My Angela, she had. But she has so many quotes. I only have so many, and this is my podcast too. Our podcast. I just wanted to go down as oh, Cody said this. You know what I'm saying? Like that could have been a cool little well, sound. Well, our bite. listeners that are listening, I don't want to demean anybody that didn't know that that came from my Angela. It's time to get a library book. Whatever. Somebody probably said card. somebody said it before her anyway, and she didn't quote them. Now she <laughs> now she has the quote. And so oh, okay. I I couldn't have a quote for the for the next generation. They could have been right. like they could have said Cody from the Above Love Podcast came up with this wonderful quote. You gotta give credit where credit is due. Not, Nobody asked me where the credit not, was due. If not, you're a fake. Nobody asked me where the credit was due. Give credit where credit due. You know how many things that we say that's now, actually now, now I'm gonna have to now I'm gonna have to um let people know what what you're quoting because you want to take it for yourself. I didn't take it for myself, but if people wanted to attribute it to my knowledge and just what something that I said, they can do that. If they ask me where did I get it from, I will let them know. But nine times out of ten, they might not. So just let me have me. You just jealous, man, because you can't come up with the stuff just like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, okay, okay, that's what it is. Yes, that's exactly what it is, All man. Right. But. Okay. I think we. I'll, I'll let you have it. Whatever, it's too late. You already exposed I, 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 me. Ta- it's time to eat, so I'll let them have it. Whatever, whatever. Well, I guess we'll end it. But my name is Cody Langston Junior, and it's a wrap. You heard the little man. It's a wrap. So uh, this is the seventh episode of Above Love, and we'll check y'all later. Alrighty, talk to you guys next week. Peace.